Welcome to TVN's Praise Podcast, hosted by Matt and Lori Crouch, where you will hear interviews with some of your favorite Bible teachers, pastors, authors, and Christian leaders. On today's episode, Matt and Lori Crouch host New York Times bestselling author and pastor of Lakewood Church, Joel Osteen. Listen in as Joel shares the impact of having a negative free life and how you can make room for more joy and great levels of influence. Uh, You like to start with something funny normally, right? So in this book, you talk (laughs) about dirty socks. Okay. Yeah. Why are you talking about dirty socks in this book? Okay, let me try to let me try to tell this story, Matt. <laughs> we can okay. tell it for okay. you. You can tell it. Oh, yeah. You can probably tell it better. <laughs> what was the point I was making, Matt? The point I was making is that sometimes <laughs> you don't realize what you're carrying around, like a bad attitude. You can't tell it. I think the story I told, man, y'all can probably tell it better. But one time, so I, I was going to a night of hope. We do these yeah. nights of hope. We used to on Friday nights, and we leave on Thursday. And I forgot to carry my extra socks. So I just had one pair of socks. I wore it Thursday. I went and did my book signing. I got up Friday morning and went and worked out a little bit. And then I I went to the night of hope and then we were flying home. Well, I was tired, you know, tired after all that. So I took my shoes off in the plane. I put my feet up and Victoria said, Joel, put your shoes back on. You stink so bad. Your feet stink so bad. I said, no, they don't. I couldn't smell anything. But anyway, when I put my socks up there, they were terrible. Oh so the point God. I think I was making, I don't know if I made it very good now, but sometimes, you know, we, we carry around stinking, we don't realize it, right. yeah. you know. But, you know, and I think the adi- talking about the attitude, you know, a bad attitude makes you look bad. Right. A bad attitude pushes people away. So the principle is sometimes you got to look inside and say, you know, am I seeing things from a tainted perspective? Yeah. Am I looking at the world, you know, negative and critical in relationships as well? You know, you, you are one of the best time managers that I've ever been around. So you, you manage your energy, right? Yes. And, and you're very, you're like a machine in managing your energy. And, and so it's kind of the same thing. I can, I only have so much energy. Yeah. And I'm, you can waste so much energy on worry and negativity and stuff that you don't have even energy. I know. I think it's, it's, so, it's such a great point, Lori, because you, you have a limited amount of energy, and especially emotional energy. And so, you know, you think about how much energy is it taken to hold a grudge? Mm-hmm. Or how much is energy is it taken to think about that coworker that, that did you wrong and that just wasn't right? And just mm-hmm. all these things that we're giving energy to that we need for our own dreams, for our own, you know, potential, to play with our, own, play with our kids at home. And so I think sometimes you just have to, you know, we need to go back and say, what am I giving my energy to? Well, you know, the, the, the key is, you know, you got to turn stuff over to God and say, okay, God, I know you're in control. You're ordering my steps. And I'm going to live from a place of peace, a place of trust. Because we're not saying everything's perfect. Right. You know, we all have, and I'm not saying you don't have a reason to have unforgiveness or reason to be negative, but we can all find something. But it's just a choice that we have to make because you guys know as well as I do, life is a gift. Right. It's just flying by. We're never going to get this back. And I don't want to look up and say, wow, man, I, I wasted, I spent years of my life worrying or mm-hmm. depressed or defeated or mad at my neighbor or mad at myself or even, and I think that's a big one. A lot of people just, you know, they're down on themselves. But, man, you've got to let that go. And then God will fill you with peace and confidence and strength. I mean, that's the emotional energy we need. And I even liken it a lot of times to, you know, when, when, when somebody's done us wrong or we've gone through a hurt, all the energy we're giving to that, we're, we're giving that person or that event more power. 
Right. We're, we're just the opposite of what we want. We want to get past it, but we keep thinking about how they hurt me or why that boss let me go. But man, they may have hurt you once, but don't let them continue to hurt you. Mm -hmm. Let that go. Let God fight your battles. Let him be your vindicator. I've learned this. God can vindicate you better than you can vindicate yourself. You know, you look all through the Bible. God knows how to get you to where you're supposed to be. Yeah. What about that tape recorder going over and over and over? I know. It's so important. And I talk about that, you know, and I call it the, the, the right recording because a lot of people, we don't realize that there's an internal dialogue happening. Mm -hmm. and a lot of times we don't realize that it's just negative. It's just the way we were raised. You know, it's just, you know, my family's not that hot and I'm not that attractive. And <laughs> I can't do that much. You know, that <laughs> just, you know, just all that stuff. Just, it's just a negative. I think one of the first things you have to do is pay attention to what's playing in your mind. Yeah. What's playing about yourself? What's playing about your future? I think a lot of times we just let it be on autopilot because, mm -hmm. hey, it's the way we grew up. But I think when you really take inventory of what's playing, what recording, how do I feel about myself? Hey, you know what? I'm not perfect, but you know what? I feel forgiven. I feel redeemed. I feel talented. And I don't, I don't mean any of that arrogantly, but when you get that right recording playing of who God says you are, yes. then you know what? You don't worry too much about what other people think and you don't let, you know, situations bog you down and you, you have a hope for life. Again, it doesn't mean everything's perfect, but you just, uh, you live from a place of peace, a place of faith, a place of trust. And I think it's, you know, it's, it's interesting how many people go around against themselves. Mm -hmm. And I always say this, you've got enough people in life against you. Don't be against yourself. Right. You know, I heard somebody uh, was talking the other day and it, and it stuck with me. And I want to talk about it sometime. But, you know, Lori, if um, how do I set this up? If somebody if, if somebody came up to Victoria and said, you know what, Victoria, you, you're not that talented and you're not really beautiful and you can't do much. I would defend her. I, I would, would, I'd say, I would you know, defend her. Yeah, I said, guys, what are you talking about? Right. You don't even know her. Right. I live with her. I know right. what you're going to do. You know, I defend. Well, we should have the same vigilance to defend ourselves. Right. My so thoughts come and think, well, Joy, you're not that talented. You can't preach like your dad. and You're not qualified to do that. And, well, you know, I guess you're right. You know, <laughs> you know you, we can easily right. let it go. Sure. But, man, like you would defend your child, your spouse, your friend. Mm. Why don't you defend yourself? No, yeah. you know what? I am who God says I am. You know, just... A, from a personal standpoint, um, you know, I don't know why, but my dad was somebody that would have needed to read this book. Yeah. He tended to let certain offenses fester some, you know, and, you know, I remember him sitting with Evie Hill, <laughs> you know, on Praise the Lord program back in the 80s and, you know, saying something like, well, Evie... For God's sakes, David prayed to kill his enemies. Why can't we? You know, I mean, that kind of, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, half tongue in cheek. Yeah. But, but, but by nature, some people uh, basically don't know it, but they need to empty out some negative. Yes. And your stinky socks thing is really a, a, a really important point. Yeah. Because what your point is in the book, I read the book, so I know, okay, <laughs> uh, is, is ultimately that you don't know you have stinky feet. And you usually don't know when you're the person that people want to avoid. Yeah. Mm. I can sit here and think of some people. I'm not going to name anybody. Oh, but just one. We know some people <laughs> that between Lori and I that we go, listen, remember, don't ask them how they're doing. Yeah. They're going to tell you. Yeah. And it's not, and it's going to take 20 minutes. Yeah. And it's, you know, some people don't realize 
that they have a tendency to spout out negative things and they don't even know they do it, okay? So we're talking about emptying out. This is personally a book that this is something that is, was my DNA strain, (laughs) my DNA strain is something that this book means something to me because it doesn't come naturally. Then when you take the nation, there's a bunch of negativity that needs to be emptied out. Okay, we're talking about wanting to be filled with new things, good things. You know, all perfect gifts come from the Father above. He's waiting and willing to fill us. We need to make some space. Yeah, that's so important, man. You said it beautifully, and I think, you know, there's a lot of people like your father that maybe naturally um, have a tendency to go negative. I think human nature does. You know, God gives us a personality, and, you know, I've been probably more naturally optimistic. My brother would tell you he is the opposite. Mm -hmm. But I don't think we can let that be an excuse to say, you know, I'm just going to go through life negative or sour. I'm just natural. I've had people tell me, Joel, I'm naturally, you know, sarcastic. And, you know, that's really not true. I know who that was, by the way. (laughs) I'm just not going to say. I know exactly who that was. I hear you. No, but I think the thing is, is that that's how you were raised. That's what you saw modeled, but that's not who you really are. And you don't have to stay that way. And I think, like you said, the stinky <laughs> socks are, you know, do I need to look inside? I think we all do. Yeah. I have to look inside and, you know, how am I seeing the world? What is my perspective? And the scripture talks about to the pure, all things are pure. When you have a good attitude, when you know God's on the throne, doesn't mean negative things don't happen, but you see the best in people. You, mm-hmm. you, you even in a difficult time, you, you believe God's going to get you through. And so it's, it's so much about... Um, you know, how are you perceiving things? And I think when you're, when you're hurt, when you're insecure, when you've you had bad breaks and you haven't let it go, or, or you're guilty, you're jealous, any of these things, it's just, it's just tainting your world. And my, my, I'm passionate about it because I want to see people become all they were created to be. Because you have gifts and talents in you like I do that I didn't know I had. I didn't think I could get up here with you guys. You know, when we were growing up, man, we were doing, sure. we were on the other side of the screen. So, but... You know, I, what I had to empty out was all the insecurity and all those voices telling me that you can't do this, Joel. But once I got rid of those, you know, then you begin to see God do things in you that you never dreamed. And so I believe some of you can go higher than you ever thought possible if you just may say, maybe, you know what, I'm going to let this go. I'm going to forgive this person. I'm going I'm to have a different attitude. Whatever it is, I think when you get that out, God, God can do some amazing things. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, uh, Joel you're talking about how I've heard you in other circumstances say that you kind of felt like you would have been the least likely in your family, you know, uh, to carry on the legacy of John Osteen and Dodie Osteen. And you were having to battle, but isn't that really an interesting thing? Because God chooses the foolish to confound the wise, and he usually finds the least likely, like David, you know, the least likely of the brothers to to be the chosen one. So there's really an advantage in being somewhat the person that thinks it could never happen for me. So empty out that negative is because there's a lot of stories about people that were the least likely. I know. That is so important, Matt. Yeah, it is because, you know, I, I think your your point is 
when you don't think you can do it, that's when God can step up and, and, and show himself strong in your life. And so that's why, you know, today you could think of, you know, maybe you can think of some reasons why you can't be successful or why you can't get married or why you can't break the addiction. It could feel like the least likely. But listen, you're the one God wants to show out in their lives. So why don't you just choose to believe? And again, you don't have to, you don't have to figure it all out. You may not see a way, but that doesn't mean God doesn't have a way. He wouldn't have you hearing this tonight if he didn't have something awesome in your future. So I'm just encouraging you to, you know, whatever may be holding you back. It may be your own thoughts. Maybe it was what somebody else said. Why don't you let that go? You're not who people say you are. You are who God says you are. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. You tell so many stories in the book about uh, different people having to change their thought life. What... What do you have to change? You know, you Lori, to- I think I think the, I think it's ongoing, but I think the biggest thing probably was when my dad died was just having to change that thought pattern of what I could do and what I couldn't do. You know, you're Joy, you're just behind the scenes, you're not trained. But I think as we get going too, as you know, as the ministry begin to grow, then you have opposition and then you need to raise some money. You need to do these. You've got these other thoughts that say, you know what, you got here, but it's not going to sustain, be sustained. Oh, wow. mm-hmm. It's going to be, even, even Matt and Lori, when we, when we went after the compact center, we, we won the vote and that's a big victory there. And, you know, I had plenty of things I had to change there because it was like David versus Goliath. Mm-hmm. But then this is how naive. And I think sometimes God keeps this from you on purpose. Well, we got the compact center and, you know, it didn't have any area for children's areas. Now, we had done a little research and stuff. We weren't totally naive, but I never really put a, you know, paper to it. What's it going to cost? So <laughs> right. I knew that we could move in with some temporary buildings out there and make some stuff happen. But we realized when we researched it all we, that we couldn't do that. There would never be a time to remodel it. So the bill came back. It's going to be $125 million to remodel this. I was 38 years old and never raised a penny in my life. I just... <laughs> take the offer and here's my, my, like my dad. But you know what? I think sometimes God doesn't let you know all the details right. because you're going to get discouraged. You wouldn't do it. You right. wouldn't do it because right. I thought I can't raise this money. But right. you know, it's just the hand of God. People gave and stuff happened. And you know what? We were able to do it. But there was a lot of, plenty of nights that I woke up and said, Joel, you're going to look like a fool. Mm. You, you got this, you got to, you got to, you know, remodel this building. You got, you got payments that are due on your loan, big payments that are due at certain times. And, you know, we were far from it and we were able to sell some property and it all worked out. But just, uh, I think there's a lot of negative thoughts telling us all that we can't do, but you got to know that God wouldn't have given you the dream if you didn't have what it took. And, right. you know, you may not see the way right now, but you just kept, keep taking a step at a time. And i tell you what I've learned, guys, in this last, you know, Daddy died in 1999, so 20 year, 21 years, I guess. But I've learned to trust now. Yeah. I don't worry near as much. Yeah. I, don't, I don't, you know, things, big challenges. I'm not saying I'm perfect, but I just think, you know what, God is in your hands. Yeah. So, you know, when you get a history with God, you've got, you guys got some awesome things we've talked about. You get a history with God and it, it teaches just to relax yeah. and say, God, you're in control. And something I've been, I've talked about a couple of weeks ago, but it's really been strong in my life. God, I trust your timing yeah. and I trust your ways. Because yes. sometimes we, okay, God, you know, we were telling him how to do it. Or sometimes, okay, God, I see how you're going to do it, but yeah, I want you to do it in my time. Mm-hmm. And when you can say, God, I trust your timing and I trust your ways mm-hmm. that you'll bring those promises to pass, that you'll make things happen. Well, you can live from that place of peace, that place of trust and, and just see the goodness of God again. We hope you're enjoying the Praise Podcast. We'll get back to the interview soon. 
it, negativity comes in so many forms and mm -hmm. packages. I mean, it can be a spouse, it can be a mother-in-law, it can be, you know, <laughs> it can be a dear friend, aunt, a sister-in-law, yeah. whatever. We all have to make a choice, and I think it's discipline. Yeah to be able to do this. How do we do some, <laughs> how do we empty out the, the I'm negative I'm having to empty out some negative right now. Throwing yeah. the baby out with the, with the water. Yeah, I know. Sometimes the relationships are the hardest, Lord. You know, I don't know. You know, it's, um, I, I, I'm, well, let me, let me go up and this time and we'll come back. Okay. I have a chapter in there called The Power of the Soil. And this may be, may be good, and then we'll come back to yours because it's a little different with people that are close, I don't want to answer yours. <laughs> no. That's what I heard. Think about this. Think about a seed. You can have the greatest seed in the world. It's full of potential. Yes. It's got all kinds of, you know, maybe an apple seed. And it's got apple orchards in it. But you know, that seed, as great as it is, it's not going to do any good if it's not in good soil. Right. And I think sometimes the reason we're not blossoming, the reason we're not, you know, seeing, you know, more success or go, rising higher is because we're not we don't have good soil around us, and it's the people around us. Now, I realize sometimes, Lori, you know, obviously <laughs> you're married to people. I'm not saying any of that. But, you know, I think a lot of times, a lot of times it's the people we're choosing to spend time with. You know, who are you choosing to spend your time and energy with? I'll make it more practical. Maybe, you know, you go to lunch every day with people at the office for the last 10 years, but they gossip. They're negative. They talk about the company, all this stuff. Well, you know, hey, Joel, I've done it forever, and they're still good people. I don't mean they're good people, but is that contaminating your soil? Because yeah. right. there's nothing wrong with you. You're made in the image of God. You have potential. You have increase. You have all kinds of great things on the inside. I guess my question is, what kind of soil are you in? And a, and a lot of times, you know, we, we have people that are maybe not adding value to our lives, that are not pushing us up. I often think about how if you're, if you're the smartest one in your group, it, it's too small. You need people that inspire you. Mm. Right. I get around you guys because you guys think big. You think worldwide. Y'all have, have great vision and great insight, but you need people like that in your life that, that push you up, that make you better, and that helps that seed to take root and grow. Now, I realize we all have to deal with people in relationships that are negative, that are condescending and that we're related to them. I always kid, but I think part of this is true. Some people, your loved ones, you have to love them from a distance. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't think you can be with them every day. Now, you know, it's different when you're married to people and you work with people like that. I, I think God will give you the grace to, to overcome, to be the eagle, to rise above. I think, again, I feel like life is too short to let somebody that has their own issues and their own shortcomings to, to pull me down and steal my joy, yeah. you know? And I think you just, I'm not saying it's easy, but you got to be that eagle and just, just rise above it. And you know what? I'm going to enjoy this day. If they want to be negative, if they want to say things that try to hurt my feelings. And again, it's not the easiest thing in the world, but I mean, I've had to do it, Lori. I'm sure y'all have too, from a, from a perspective of just people that I don't know that, you know, oh, he, Joel's this, he's that, he's after that. But you know what? I just, I, my life is too short. I live happy right. and I don't give it any time or attention or energy. And so I would encourage you in, in that sense, you know, the people that are not for you, everybody's not supposed to be for you. Right. Jesus wouldn't have gone to, you know, we wouldn't have salvation if, if Judas hadn't betrayed Jesus. So right. I really believe there are people I don't want to use the word ordained, but it's a part of the plan to not be for us, to right. people to, to aggravate us, to people to, you know, it's kind of like that, that, you know, that pearl becomes, you know, something great because of that, the irritations and stuff. Mm -hmm. And we're all going to have irritations in life. Lots that come from people and things, but just got to rise above it. Keep mm -hmm. the good attitude. Be good to those that are not good to you. 
I mean, think about how some of these, some of these are just tests that we have to pass. You think about, you think about Joseph, you know, you know the story. He was betrayed by his brothers, and 13 years later, after all that heartache, his brothers came and were at the palace, and they needed what he had. Now, he was on top, and they were down. Well, Matt, me and you, hey, it's time for revenge. <laughs> Y'all remember 13 years ago when you left me in that pit? But you know what? I believe God gives you, I know God gives you the grace to be where you are. Right. And you know what? God could trust Joseph that I'm going to do, you, Joseph's going to do the right thing yeah. when he had power over somebody. And so maybe in the same sense that, you know, can God trust you, you know, to, to, to be offended and not pay people back? Can God trust you at that, you know, office where people aren't tra treating you right to still work unto him to be your best? And I believe many of these things, that's another thing in these 20 years. These are tests that we have to pass. Because mm. you see the other thing too, and I wander around a little bit here, but when we were trying to get the compact center, Matt Lord, it was a, it was like two and a half year battle. And man, there were times that I had already told the church that it was ours because we had won the victory from the city council, but then this company filed a lawsuit and now our lawyers told us that I don't know which way it's gonna go. They said we weren't, we, we broke the deed restrictions because we weren't a sports team. This is a sports arena. We said, no, it's been used for concerts. We're like a big concert, we're a church. So we had that. There was no, there was no, we couldn't get our attorneys to say, yeah, we're gonna win this 100%. It was never, and yet yeah, we were raising money to redo the building. I'd wake up in the middle of the night, Joy, you're gonna look like a fool. You're wow. gonna have to give that money back. It's wow. already designated. Man, I'd just be sweating. Yeah. But you know what? I learned during that time, I'll say, you know, I'm not, I wasn't perfect enough. I, I worried more than I should, but I learned, you know what, to trust God. Yeah. Well, I look back now and I think, God, you gave us that victory two and a half years later. You could have given it to us the first week. Right. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't have had to gone through all that. Right. Mm -hmm. But you know what? Through those 20 years, I've You learned, wouldn't have this book. Have yeah. <laughs> I've learned to trust. I've learned to, okay, yeah, they did me wrong. But you know what? Even when they come back around later, I'm going to be good to them. Because yeah. I'm going to pass these tests. Because, yeah. you know, I've learned, you guys know this, that nothing can stand against our God. Right. When it's your time to be promoted, to be favored, God will move people out of the way. Yeah. If you can just pass the test all along the way, and, and sometimes it doesn't happen overnight. I wish I could tell you, you know what, by this weekend, <laughs> something great. And it may, but, you know, when you go through those seasons of testing, seasons of proving, you have to realize that you can do all things through Christ, yeah. through all seasons. So, Victoria and I were, were doing better together today, and our topic was about dreaming big, and a lot of it was about the dreamer in the Bible, Joseph. Yeah. And I started thinking about it. A lot of people have a dream. So Joseph was like 17 when he first had his first dream about his brothers. Well, then his stinking brothers yeah. <laughs> throw him in a pit. Then they sell him as a slave. And it's like, well, there goes that. You know, so he probably thought, well, I don't know what that was. Hmm. You know, and, and so I was thinking about it. So down the road, 12, 13 years later, he has gone through the prison you know, Potiphar's wife, the whole shebang, and he gets out, and now he's set as king, or as the king's right hand. Yeah. And, and I love in the story where he has his brothers around him now, and it says that he has to turn around and leave the room yeah. because he breaks out into tears. And I started thinking, maybe he, he remembered. Hmm. Maybe he'd forgotten those dreams. Yeah. Maybe during that time of prison and, 
and all the horrible things that had happened to him. Yeah. Maybe he had forgotten those dreams. And now he realizes, oh my God, there, there I'm standing mm. and feeding my brothers. Yeah. And look at how faithful wow. God has been to me going through all that time. And I think, I think so many people want to just give up, you know, because they've had so much negative this year. Yeah. But, but if they'll just hang on, if you'll just stay strong. And it's like, it's like the older you get, you can look back and go, man, those things that I dreamt as a kid, those little things, those dreams, those visions, those hopes, yeah. if I could just stay strong in faith, yeah. I will see the salvation yeah. of God and look back and look at the faithfulness of God. Yeah. You know, so um, you see what a beautiful, innocent person yeah. she is. She actually conjured up the thought that Joseph might have forgotten about all that. He probably see, did. I would, I would have. have never forgotten about it. And yeah, I would have needed to been emptying out some negative at that point to not give my brothers a beat down. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. now he did get to mess with them some with the, yeah. with, with the, the cup. whole cups and the whole thing. And, Had a little you know, in him. He was a little more like me than her because yeah. I would have never even conjured up the thought that possibly he's weeping because he remembered, yeah. you know, these issues. I would have had them completely written down in papyrus, <laughs> okay? So I would have had papyrus scrolls all over yeah. the palace, yeah. okay? Maybe even a billboard out of papyrus, yeah. okay? Okay, and Joel, so, you need to start talking now? Yeah, so <laughs> apparently, let's get apparently... To, let's get back to Joel. <laughs> I need this book. <laughs> you got more negative than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm emptying it out right here, and uh, I'm going to need to change my socks here in a minute. Okay, so, uh, Joel, you in the book, uh, you make reference, you go all the way back to Adam and Eve, uh, so and so that was a really poignant part of the book. Tell that part. <laughs> uh, Adam and Eve, you make reference to them. Why? Tell me what part. I don't remember. <laughs> I honestly don't remember. About, unless it's about the who told you maybe who you are. I yes. think it was. Say that. I think it was. That's I think so it was. You know, I, I think it goes back to, you know, the right recording. And, yeah. you know, you all know this, but like when, when Adam was hiding in the garden, yeah. you know, God came in looking for him. And, you know, he said, we were hiding. He said, why? Because why? we're naked. Adam says, because we're naked. And, of course, God says, you know, who told you you were naked? So I think that's the thing many times is, you know, who told you you can't succeed? Or who told you you're not as talented as your brother? Who, t who told you that you come from the wrong family? I think many times, again, letting those wrong recordings play that's just limiting us and keeping us from being who God created us to be. You know, I, th I thought about, too, I wanted to mention this because, Lori, I think it says there, too, about Joseph that there says, because I've talked about it before, it says Joseph remembered his dream. I don't know exactly where in the story, but the scripture really says it says Joseph remembered his dream because I, <laughs> I think many times, I don't know if it's right there, but many times, like Ori said, it's such a great point because you know what? We, we have this big dream. We know we're going to do something great, but then life happens. Yeah. Man, 2020 comes along. I didn't know I was going to get divorced or these people did me wrong or, you know, just... Nobody helped me. I had somebody tell me the other day, I've got this big dream, but nobody would help me. Well, I had family, you know, supporting me and cheering me on, and their family was just telling them what they couldn't become. But you got to remember your dream because mm -hmm. God doesn't always take us in the straight path. Right. You know, A, B, C. I mean, Joseph went all the way around. And just when you think God's, you know, on vacation and forgotten about you, you got to know he's still got you in the palm of his hand. I love that it says God orders our steps. 
you know, sometimes we think, well, we're just going somewhere. Now, our steps are ordered. Yeah. Now, maybe we can get off track, but I don't know all the theology, but I still believe God is ordering yeah. our steps. And, you know, when you know your steps are ordered, well, Joel, that couldn't be right. I'm in a bad place. I, I got thrown into a pit. I'm Joseph. He didn't order my steps, but all that was a part of God's plan. And that's what's sometimes hard for us to reconcile, especially if people tell me, Joel, you say everything good's going to happen. No, I don't say that. I say in the tough times that we can still have trust that God is in control yeah. and that He can bring us through these times where, where we should get stuck. And I mean, that's what faith is all about. And so, you know, like Lori said today, maybe things have pushed you down and life hasn't gone the way you thought, but man, you've got to remember your dream. And I love this too. The same God that resurrected Jesus from the dead can resurrect your dreams. You know, a marriage that looks dead or a financial situation, man, why don't you get your passion back, your fire back? Just give God something to work with. All God needs is a little bit of faith. Okay, God, maybe, maybe we can get the compact center. Maybe my mother can make it even after she's been diagnosed with this. Maybe we can't. Maybe I can get up there and people maybe will listen to me. You give God a little bit of faith and watch yes. what he'll do. So good. So, so good. you're using this now that you brought it up with, with Joseph. Mm -hmm. think, of, think, of, think of adding the term, God orders your steps. And certainly that's what Joseph's story, but think of the extreme version of what that is. How, you know, I've never ended up at the bottom of a pit. I, I mean, figuratively I have, you know, yeah. but I've never physically been in the bottom of a pit thrown in there by other people, you know, and, 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 and that, that was being ordered of the Lord. Yeah. See? So you, sometimes you think the really cruddy <laughs> things that happen, like yeah. during a COVID, your business gets shut down yeah. and your restaurant, that was your dream. And you just hired the, the right people and you felt like everything, and then it just, it's gone. Okay. <laughs> the, the idea though, that at that moment, yeah. could you possibly think that this is being ordered. Mm -hmm. Think about Potiphar's wife. Mm -hmm. Think of Joseph fleeing naked down the street, yeah. fleeing for his life. Yeah. That's ordered of God? Wait a second. Yeah. Well, he had to end up in prison yeah. because then he had, you know, all of this circuitous route that, that he went through to be able to write down his book in the Bible for us to realize if it happened for him, it can happen for me. I know. And I love that, Matt, because if one of those things wouldn't have happened, it, it wouldn't, the, the plan wouldn't have worked out. Right. Meaning that, you know, if, he, if the brothers hadn't have done that, if he hadn't been told, sold as a slave, if Potiphar's wife hadn't, so it, oh, you look at, wait a minute, there's like nine bad things yeah. that they had to happen. Because if you leave one, that one step out, like you said, he wouldn't have been in prison. He'd just been working for Potiphar. I even read too that when he was thrown into that pit, that says the Ishmaelites, that caravan, I think it was that the caravan of Ishmaelites was coming. Well, I read in a commentary that they had to have been traveling from where they left, the city they left from, way before he was thrown into the pit. Right. So it's like, you know yeah. what? God already's got the people coming. So, I know gosh. you're going to get thrown yeah. and I know you're going to get picked up because I already got them. I, I love how God's got it all figured out. And that's where that place of trust comes from. And, you know, it takes maturity to say, okay, God, I don't understand it. I don't like it. I'm uncomfortable. But God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be my best. I'm going to keep honoring you. I'm going to trust you. And, you know, when you can do that, the enemy can't keep you down. Thank you for listening to this episode of TBN's Praise Podcast. If you enjoyed today's interview, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, share it with a friend, and consider leaving a review. We look forward to having you join us back here next week.